0: Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott.
1: You know, most of us just finished up tax season. And I'll tell you, um, April 15th, it kind of uh, sneaks up on you. And I, I know for some people, they dread it. For other people, I know they get their taxes done right away in January. And that's usually the people that are getting a refund. But uh, taxes are on the mind. And I got a question uh, from a listener, David, who wanted to know about tax savings And specifically, he wanted to know if he could deduct premiums from a long term care insurance plan they have. And the short answer is maybe. You know, it's going to depend on your situation, David. And I thought this is a great question, especially considering that, uh, you know, we just finished up our tax returns and tax are probably pretty fresh on everybody's mind. So today I'm going to spend some time on the tax advantages of long term care insurance. Now, long-term care insurance can have advantages in two distinct areas. The first one is when we pay for it. So I call that on the front end. If if we meet certain criteria, there's some advantages where we can deduct some of the premiums. And for the rest of us, all of us get tax advantages when we use it, when we go on claim. And I'm going to explain both of those today. And I'd like to start out with just what we do when we pay for it. Where are the tax advantages and what's available to us? So, David's question, hey, you know, I'm doing my taxes, I'm looking for some deductions, can I deduct the premiums? Well, long-term care insurance is somewhat unique in that it can offer tax savings when we pay for it so you can get some deductions and the benefits when you go on claim still come back tax-free. And let me contrast this to, to life insurance or disability insurance. So a lot of people will have life insurance or they'll have maybe disability insurance or maybe they even get it through work. Well, if the business is deducting those premiums for the the for the for uh, disability insurance or they're deducting the premiums for the life insurance, well, then the benefits when they come back to us, they are not tax-free when they come back to the actual employee. So that's the key thing to understand. With long-term care insurance, it works a little bit different if we a business owner is deducting those premiums so that you know you you're getting uh, that's part of your benefit package they're buying you long term care insurance and they're deducting those premiums well when you go on claim in the future and you start receiving your long term care benefits those benefits still come back to you tax free so that's the unique thing about long term care insurance so businesses can just write off the long term care insurance for their employees but what about you as an individual as an employee In order to get a deduction on the front end, to deduct some of that premium that you're paying every year, there's certain criteria that has to be met. And there's three of them. Number one, you're a business owner. Number two, you have a health savings account. Or number three, you spent more than 7.5% of your gross income on medical expenses within a calendar year. So let's begin with the business owners, the first one. The IRS allows business owners to deduct premiums based on age. Now these amounts usually increase a little bit every year with inflation, so it's it's a kind of a sliding scale they usually adjust them upward. And it's going to be based per person. So if you're a married person, your couple, you can actually deduct the same amount for each of you. And here's what I mean, if uh, for a business owner, the IRS says if you are 40 or under, you can deduct $480 a year for long-term care insurance premiums. 41 to 50, $890. And again, this is for the 2023 limits. 61 to 70, or I'm sorry, back up here. 51 to 60, you get to deduct $1,790 per person, so $1,790. If you're 61 to 70, you get to deduct $4,770 this year. And if you're above age 70, you can deduct $5,960 of your long-term care insurance premium. But again, this is for business owners. Now, business owners can be a sole proprietor. You can be a partner. You can be an S corporation. You can be an LLC. So it doesn't matter how you're set up there as that business owner. If you're a business owner and you have business income, you can deduct those premium amounts based on your age every year for you and for your spouse for long-term care insurance. Now, as a business owner, if you're a C corporation or you're an LLC taxed as a C corporation, you are not limited to these amounts, meaning that you can write off anything reasonable, which means basically the full premium of the long-term care insurance. Now, I, I will tell you something here. If if you're a C corporation or an LLC taxed as a C corporation, or you're one of these other business owners, you're asking yourself, well, I'm not sure if I'm an S corporation or I'm a C corporation. The easy thing to remember is that if you your business income is filtering down on an 1120 on your tax reform, 1120 on your taxes, on your personal taxes then you are not a C-corporation. A C corporation is C-corporation, you're going to have a separate tax return completely for the business. So you're just a W-2 employee if you own a C-corporation. So my business here, 525 Advisors, it's an LLC taxed as a C-corporation. So my business has its own tax return. I have my own personal tax return. So that's the way to know. Everybody else, sole proprietors, you know, if you're an S-corporation or there's a pro- partnership, you're going to get K-1 income. Those profit or losses, like on an S corporation, are going to always filter down to the business owner on their personal taxes, and so that's kind of how you know. So here's what you need to know. If you are a business owner, you get some deductions based on your age, and those amounts change every year. If you are a C corporation, you can write off 100% of it for the employees. And another thing is, if you're an LLC taxed as a C corporation like I am, the business can buy long-term care insurance for just the owners. Otherwise, you can carve them out. It doesn't have to be for all of the employees, and so that's something that you should know. So let's take a second look here. The second way that you can get a deduction, and we're talking again about individuals now. We just talked about businesses, um, saying that you know business owners, if you're an individual as a business owner, but if you have a health savings account, so let's say that you don't own a business. But you work for a company and you have a health savings account. That is the second way that you can get a deduction on your personal taxes, or it's not really a deduction. I should back that up a little bit, rephrase that. What the IRS simply says that you can do is that you can deduct those same amounts out, uh, you can pay those amounts out of a health savings account every year, so if you're 51 to 60 years old, W-2 employee working for the man, and the man has a health savings account for you on your health insurance plan. Well, what you can do, you can contribute to that health savings account with your pre-tax dollars, meaning that that's before the IRS takes any taxes out. You can put that money in there. You can then use that money to pay for your long-term care benefits. And so that's kind of a little workaround for an individual. If you're not a business owner, but you do happen to have a health savings account, you can use those IRS tables and pay your premium up to those limits out of the health savings account. And a common question I get, let's say that you're a 55-year-old. You can deduct $1,790 or pay that out of a health savings of premium account towards the premium. Well, what happens if your premiums $3,000 a year. Well, you you would pay $17.90 out of the health savings account because you can do that with tax-free money, and then you would just make up the difference yourself. So that's just something you need to know. Now, health savings accounts, by the way, most of the time, if you're wondering, well, I don't know if I have a health savings account, those are different than a flexible spending account. A flexible spending account says, hey, at the end of the year, you can go out and spend all this money on Band-Aids or sunglasses or aspirin, whatever you need. A health savings account is tied to a high-deductible health care plan through your employer. So you probably have a high-deductible health care plan. You can then contribute money out of your pre-tax paycheck, so otherwise reducing your gross income before taxes are taken out, and put that money into a health savings account. And a lot of times employers will match or put some money into those accounts for you as well too. So that's what I mean by health savings account. Now, back again, staying focused on the individual, how do we get tax breaks on long-term care insurance premiums? The third and final way as an individual is if you can get, or the third way you can get a deduction is if you spend more than 7.5% of your adjusted gross income on medical expenses in a calendar year. So if you're making $100,000 a year and you spend $8,000 in medical expenses, then you can deduct for that calendar year, you can deduct the premiums of your long-term care insurance. And what that simply says is that you can add in vision, dental, health insurance, long-term care insurance, you can deduct those premiums just for that year. And so that's the third way you get that. Now, a lot of people think, well... I don't know if I'm ever going to hit that, but think about it. If you're making, you know, a household's making $200,000 a year and you spend $20,000 in medical expenses, you would hit that threshold. And so then the IRS says you can add in that year what the premiums are you pay for your long-term care insurance. And so that is the third way that you can get a deduction. So, again, as an individual, just sum it up. You know, we want to know, can we get deductions? And we're doing tax time. Can we get a deduction for these premiums? Well, if you're a business owner... Or if you have a health savings account, or if you meet that threshold, you spend seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income on medical in a given year, then there can be some tax breaks on the front end. Now, I need to take a quick break here, but stick around because what I want to talk about when I come back is I want to explain the tax savings that all of us are going to get when we use our long-term care insurance. And this is important stuff. And I'm going to go over all of it when we get back.
0: New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com.
2: Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage, tax-free, with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com.
1: Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525LongTermCare.com. That's 525LongTermCare.com.
0: Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long Term Care Radio with Brian on Certified Long Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: All right, we're back in. I'll tell you what, I don't know what it is about this podcast this week. I just, uh, it seemed. Tongue twisted. I seem tongue twisted. So, got a lot going on at work, and we're trying to squeeze this recording in uh, to get this done here before the weekend. But anyway, um, we are back. We have some classes coming up on the 11th and the 20th of May. So, we're going to start with a Thursday class that's going to be in the afternoon, and then 20th is a Saturday. So, look for those on our calendar at 525longtermcare.com. Just click and attend an event up at the top and that will pop up a screen for you and then um, fill in your information and we will send you an email link and all you got to do is click on it and you can watch it in your browser. You know, what I love about our system here is you don't have to download something. If, you, if you've used Teams or you've used Zoom, you know, any of these kind of like meeting programs that they have out there, you have to download software, and it's always asking on the computer. You don't have any of that. It's just a link, so you can watch it on your smartphone, on your tablet, on your computer. If you have a smart TV, you can watch it there. So just a real nice way, live webinar, and then you'll get your questions answered. It's just a great way to get started on that. So um, 525LongTermCare.com, and while you're there, you can also download and subscribe to our podcast, and you'll get notified when we release a new one. So Last week, you know, I was talking about the efficiency of long-term care insurance. And so if you missed that, that's a great podcast. I want you to listen to that because what we are talking about is is what makes long-term care insurance the most efficient way to pay for care. And it's really the leverage and it's the tax savings. And today we're talking about the tax advantages of long-term care insurance. So I want to expand on that a little bit. Um, Again, I think this is one of the most overlooked advantages of having a long-term care insurance plan. And let me just start by reminding you that assets don't pay for care. Income pays for care, and this is key to understand. And what I mean by this is the financial burden of a long-term care situation is due to your expenses exceeding your income. We talked about this a few shows ago. If you don't have enough income to meet your expenses, you have two options. One is to go out and borrow the money, which is what a lot of us have to do when we're younger. And number two, in our retirement years, we have to sell off our assets or spend down our savings, which is the more common thing to do when we're in our retirement years. And here's where the disconnect lies with just many people. And when I say many people, I'm talking about those of us that are out and you know your neighbors, me, you, but also the financial advisors, the attorneys, and even the CPAs who you think know everything, they often overlook the tax advantages of what's what's going on when we're trying to fund an extended healthcare event. Most of the time, a lot of these professionals just look at the total assets and they assume that if you have enough of them, you don't need to plan for long-term care. You just don't need to worry about it. And it, it, it drives me crazy, to be honest with you, because again, we're talking about this. They don't do this on any other... Th- insurance that you have well you've got enough insurance to rebuild your house three times over brian you don't need insurance just you know just don't worry about it you know if your house runs down we'll figure it out then and that's really what they're talking about in long-term care they tend to look at it through that lens if you have enough assets don't worry about well here's where the problem lies when you convert assets to income uncle sam is going to want his fair share just plain and simple right we're going to have either income tax we're going to have capital gains tax And for a lot of places out there, there's a lot of hidden taxes as well, too, like the Obamacare tax and all these other things that people just don't think about. The number one advantage of long-term care insurance, in my opinion, is that it provides a dedicated source of income to pay for that care. And again, income is what pays for the caregiver that comes into your house. It's not your assets. You got to convert those assets to income. So long-term care insurance provides that income, and that income is tax-free. That is the key. This is a much bigger deal than a lot of people want to believe it is. And you know, one of the slides I have on my webinar in, in give me a sneak peek here to it if you want to sign up and come to one, that I have a slide that pops up and the question is, how much do you want to pay for a dollar of care? And what I mean by this is you get a bill from your caregiver for a dollar. How much do you want to pay for that? A dollar thirty two, a dollar twenty-five, a dollar, or thirty three cents or less? Now, without question, I think nearly everyone's going to say, well, I'll take the 33 cents or less, obviously. I mean, I don't want to pay any more than I have to for that dollar of care. But the simple question, you know, as simple as this question is, it brings to light the problem with trying to self-fund extended care events. When you convert those assets to income, you have to pay taxes, which means that that dollar of care is going to cost you more than a dollar. It's just that simple. Long-term care insurance provides that dollar at a discount, and that dollar comes back to us tax-free. So that's what I was talking about last week. Leverage and efficiency. The dollar turns into $3 day one, and those $3 come back to you tax-free. So now all of a sudden you're paying pennies for that dollar of care instead of paying a twenty or a thirty two for that dollar of care. Now let's look at the number one asset outside of the home for most people in this country, and it's their, their retirement accounts, right? It's their 401ks, their IRAs. For every dollar you pull out of that retirement account, it's going to be considered a dollar of income. And that means that you have to pay taxes on it, and it's also going to raise your adjusted gross income every year. So again, in order to net out that dollar, you're going to have to pull out more than a dollar. And guess what? Your income's going up. What else is it going to do? It's going to push you into a higher Medicare tax. There's six different areas of Medicare tax, and so you've got to realize that's based on your income from the preceding year. So, if we take and sell a stock, you know let 's say you got lucky, you bought Tesla, and you wrote it up, and now we 're going to go sell Tesla. Well guess what now you got to pay capital gains tax, so in order to net out that dollar you 've got to sell a dollar twenty five worth of your stock to net a dollar because you 've got to pay the capital gains tax, which is twenty percent to uncle Sam and by the way there 's another hidden tax in here if you make more than two hundred thousand dollars a year in income as a single person or you make more than $250,000 for a couple, guess what? There's another 3.8% on tax on investments that are sold. That's the Obamacare tax, right? And so you've got to be well aware of what kind of problems this can create when we're starting to look at converting those assets to income. So again, do you want to pay a dollar thirty two? Do you want to pay a dollar twenty-five? Do you want to pay a dollar? You know, a dollar is just cash in the in the bank or in the mattress or in the coffee can in the backyard, right? You're paying a dollar for a dollar of care. It's still not the most efficient way to pay. Because of the tax savings and the leverage, the long-term care insurance wins hands down every time. Now, one of the other things that people forget about when we're looking at assets is what about the fees that it takes to convert those assets to income, right? So think about selling a piece of real estate or an apartment complex or a small rental property or business property, guess what? Well, there's gonna be all kinds of fees in there. There's gonna be commissions. There's gonna be excise taxes. And again, what does it do? It's pushing up your adjusted gross income when you're selling those assets. And again, it's gonna start that snowball effect. So when we talk about taxes, we have to really think about taxes from a point of view of, can I get a deduction on the front end? Yes, you can. But even if you can't, even if you're just the, the, the working guy out there and you're W W-2 employee and you do not have a health savings account, the nice thing about long-term care insurance is that we're paying pennies for future dollars. But when those dollars come back to us, they do not affect our income. They do not push our income up. We don't have to pay any tax on that money. And It is a dedicated source of money. And again, we go back to that same argument. Long-term care situations aren't a lack of assets where they become problematic. It's a lack of income because NAP forces us. Hey, you know what? I've got $10,000 worth of bills here. My Social Security and my pension is only adding up to $6,000. I've got to go find some more money. Well, what do I have to do? I've got to go start taking out some money out of my retirement account. Maybe I'm not 73 yet. Maybe I don't have to take required minimum distributions, but now I have to. And so that is one of the things that people just don't think about. It's, it's the how much does it cost when you go get that dollar for that caregiver? How much are you really going to have to pay for that dollar to give the caregiver? And I'll, I'll be blunt with you. I've got, you know, I've got clients that have north of, of $20 million of estates, and they see the value in the long-term care insurance. Most people will say, well, why in the world would anybody with $20 million need long-term care insurance? It's like, well, they don't need it. They want it. They want it because of the efficiency and because of the tax savings. It's the same reason why, you know, pick a billionaire. You know, take take Bill Gates. He His house burns down. I don't know what it would cost for him to rebuild that thing, but it'd probably be, be like you and me pulling out, you know, 50 cents to go buy a candy bar. Or I don't even know if you can get a candy bar for 50 cents anymore. But, I mean, it'd be the same effect, right? It's, it's just not going to bother him. But he still has that insurance. And why do wealthy people have insurance? Well, because of the efficiency, because of the leverage, and again, the tax savings, we're not converting other assets. So, you know, if you've got to go sell stock to rebuild your your fifty million dollar house, well guess what? You're gonna pay a lot of capital gains tax. That's just that's the truth. But if you have a homeowner's insurance policy that's gonna rebuild that house, well that again, that money's coming back to you tax-free. Long-term care insurance is working the same way. And with these new plans that we have out there, these asset based plans, what it really does for a lot of people, they're gonna get paid back either way. Some people will be able to even get some tax breaks on the front side and still get paid back if they never use it. And you want to stick around for the client of the week because I have an example of just that. I have a business owner that we set up a plan that's going to get some tax deductions on the front side, but they're also going to get tax-free long-term care benefits and get paid money back tax-free if they never used our plan. I'll show you how we're going to do that. But the bottom line is we have got to put all of these these you know different – assets and savings and income and insurance we've got to kind of look at all of those and see where their advantages are and the number one thing that i see so many people look past is when they are in an extended healthcare situation and they've got a, they've got money they've got assets they have never stopped to figure out where's that first hundred thousand dollars going to come from Where's the second $100,000 going to come from? Where's the third 100000 going to come from? And then back it up and look at how's that going to affect me tax-wise? Is that going to push me over the $250,000 threshold so I have to start paying the Obamacare tax? Is that going to push me into a higher tax bracket so I pay higher income tax? Is it going to push me into a higher Medicare cost? And those are things that long-term care insurance helps you avoid. Because when we go over and flip that switch, whether we're pulling out 5000 a month or whether we're pulling out $20,000 a month out of our long-term care policy, that money does not affect our income. It comes back to us tax-free. I've got to sneak in that quick break. Stick around. I'm going to introduce you to Michael and Eric, Erica. And I'm going to show you how we set up a plan that's going to pay them back and how they got some deductions on the front end. We'll be right back.
0: Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com.
1: And welcome back in. thanks for tuning in to long term care radio. Um, again, the podcasts are out there. We have about a year 's worth of them available so i I know I move pretty fast through a lot of this information, and I try to bring something you know some knowledge every week in the podcast so if you miss one of these or you get me like i 'm amped up today, I think i 've just had too much coffee and not enough to eat and i 'm trying to squeeze this recording in with a bunch of other things that are going on today, and so I tend to pick up the pace and so if you want to get that podcast just jump on our website 525 com. you can sign up you can subscribe you can download our most recent podcast and you can even slow them down a little bit i found that out and because i'm just the opposite i'm the guy that will listen to a podcast and i'll play it at one and a quarter or one and a half times the speed <laughs> just depending on who is uh, who's talking especially when i'm doing yard work or something i can move a little bit faster so Anyway, uh, the bottom of the podcast, bottom of the show, we always bring you a client of the week. And this week is, is I, I brought this one up because we're talking about taxes and how can you save money on the front end and how you save money when you use your long-term care insurance. And this week we have Michael, 53, and Erica, 49. They're both still working and they have one child in college and they have one child in high school still. So they came to us looking for some planning options. Um, You know, it seems like they're a little bit young, but Michael's living it right now. His mother was diagnosed with dementia last year at the age of 76. So they're getting a firsthand taste of it because what they're worried about right now is they're already seeing the difficulties with dads trying to manage the care for mom. They don't want to move her out of the house. They want to keep her in the house. They don't want to pay somebody to come in. And I will just tell you that you know, Michael's hesitant about this right now, because he's trying to talk to his dad, and he's like, I don't know if this is really going to be the best plan of of action, because I don't know how long dad's going to be able to take care of mom. Right now, she can still do most of the activities of daily living, so he's more kind of babysitting her at this point, but yeah, she's not sleeping through the night and things like that. And I will just tell you, as a sidebar, that this is generally problematic. Because the longer someone has dementia and the longer they want to stay in their home, I get that, but the the harder it is for you to move them out. So what happens, a dear friend of mine is going through this right now. They had the mother in an assisted living facility with the dad, and her dementia just accelerated so fast that the assisted living facility said, you can't stay here anymore. We don't have the skill set to manage your level of care. And they didn't think that through. They never went to a place that would be able to handle the dementia. And so Michael's kind of spot on on this and he's worried about this. And he says, look, there's a lot of unknown facing us. There's a lot of unknown cost facing us. We don't know how we're going to get mom the level of care. We don't know what we're going to do with dad. And he goes, what I realize now is they just don't have a plan. They never thought about this. And here it is snuck up on them." And he said, you know, we don't want to be in that situation. And so Michael and Erica have both been kind of wrapping their mind around this. They, They, number one, their concerns, they, They want to know who to turn to. Otherwise, they want that 800 number they can call, right? That's what we do with insurance. Our house burns down. We call the insurance company. Guess what? There's somebody there on the other end that knows how to handle the process and get everything started. Long-term care insurance provides us those same benefits, and that's something that Michael and Erica really wanted. They did not want to be a burden on their kids. You know, it's hard to look at them. A lot of us are having kids, you know, older. And, you know, Michael and Erica, they've still got kids at home. And it's like, you know, I'm kind of in that same boat. And what's going to happen is, well, something could happen to me. But maybe my kids are in that, you know, stage of their life where they have young kids at home. So they just don't want to be a burden on their kids or other family members having them to have to come in and try to figure this out. They've got a nice nest egg. Um, they've got a nice business put together. They want to protect those assets. They want to protect their income. And they want to stay in control of their care options. They, want, they don't want everything. I mean, already what's happening with, with Michael is he's seeing that his mother and his dad are already getting you know, pulled in different directions. You know, the doctors are telling him one thing. And and social workers are saying another thing. And he said the bottom line is he says, I think what's going to happen is my mom's going to end up on Medicaid and my dad's going to end up, you know, with if, if he lives long enough, he's going to end up with just whatever's left. And so that's what they're worried about. They want to stay in control of their care options. They don't want somebody else coming in and dictating how an extended care situation would play out. Here's what we found out about him when we started talking to him. Both of them are in pretty good shape. Um, Michael was actually in a car accident a few years ago and was in rehab for almost a year. And so when we were talking about it, you know, he, he admits he got lucky. Um, you know, It was a pretty severe car accident. And if he would have got a spinal injury or something that would have been more severe... You know, he would be uninsurable and he's back up and running now. He doesn't have any side effects for it, but it took him a lot of work. And he says, You know, I'm pretty lucky. I got through that. And I, he run, reminds me of another client I had that had a stroke at uh, like 42, you know, and it took him about 10 years for him to be able to get eligible for long term care insurance again. And as soon as he was, he got it because he's like, I don't want to go through that again. I got lucky. Erica was in great shape. She had no medications at all. So, no issues with her at all. They have two kids, again, one's in college, one's in high school still. They have a mortgage payment on their home. They have retirement accounts set up, they have savings and investment. Michael actually owns a business and this is key. He is a business owner. Erica is a W2 employee, so she's just, you know, bringing home her paycheck from her employer. They plan on working for another 10 to 15 years. They're both healthy, they're both young. They they, you know, they know that they're going to work through their kids getting through college at least. They're going to plan on doing that. And they, you know, one of the things they do want to do in the meantime is they would like to travel a little bit more. Um, they'd like to travel a little bit more once the kids are out of the house, and and so I get that. That was something that they're hoping they can squeeze in a little bit more vacation time. And you know, they're not sure if they're going to age in place. When I I always ask my clients this: Are you planning on staying in home aging in place? You know, most people say they want to live and die on the back forty, and. I get that, but some people will say, well, we're not sure. We might downsize or we might move out of state, depends where our kids end up, but we're open. We're actually talking about maybe moving somewhere else so we can be closer to family. So they're open about that, so they may move. And so I just always like to plant that seed in case I have somebody I know that's going to move somewhere um, or versus I'm going to live and stay in my home for as long as possible. We just need to be prepared for that when we're planning, because again, home health care can be very costly, especially if you need to remodel your house or make those changes. Now, what did they want from a plan? Number one, they wanted just a defined source of money. Uh, you know, And that's what Michael said. He goes, my dad doesn't want to spend the money on mom. It's, I know they have some money. He goes, but he just doesn't want to spend the money. So he said, it'd be great if they just had insurance because then we can just turn, flip that switch, as I always say, and that money would start coming in. They would like some catastrophic coverage. You know, they've seen some bad things happen, and they said, I don't know how long care is, but we just we want a meaningful plan, something that's really going to protect our assets. And when I talk about that, it's like most companies will make you choose. Do you want five years of coverage or three years or six years? Or do you want lifetime coverage? That's what I have as lifetime, and that's what I mean by catastrophic. Each person has unlimited long-term care insurance. We're really... You know, we're, we're, we're insuring for the whole house burning down, not the small kitchen fire, so to speak. They want a plan that will grow in value over time. This is something we we're talking about. If I have $6,000 a month of benefit today, well, what's that going to feel like 30 years down the road? It's not going to feel like a lot of money. So, for younger people like this, we generally try to look at some kind of plans that have some inflation riders on them, which grows their benefit. So, wherever they start today, that benefit's going to grow over time. Um, they want something that's going to allow them to pay for care in their home as well as facilities. So, again, Michael's thinking of it from the lens of what's going on right now. How great would it be able to pull some caregivers into his home and then, hey, mom needs to go to an Alzheimer's clinic. Let's get her there. Let's move her there. Let's have the money to pay that. So that's what he's thinking. He wants a plan that's in. The plans today, again, are comprehensive. This is I'm just telling you what the clients want. But, yeah, the plans are comprehensive, which mean they will pay for care at home. They will pay for care in facilities. It doesn't matter. They like the idea of money going back to the estate if they don't use their plan. I don't think this was the driving force for getting long-term care insurance, but they really like the idea of the asset-based plans. More importantly, they did not want to make Payments in retirement. So they did not want one of the ongoing plans where you just got to keep making payments year after year. Michael's like, you know, we've got the financial means. We can just reposition some money, get the thing paid up, whatever's the best way to do it. But we don't want to carry payments into our retirement years. So that's what, you know, where we started the conversation. What we ended up doing for him is. I went back to the very beginning with Michael, his business. Tell me how it is taxed. And and Michael just said, we are a C corporation. He knew right right out of the bat. You know, he had partners and they were a C corporation. And basically what he said, you know, the the key to a a, a C corporation, again, is that we can deduct 100% of long-term care insurance premiums. We're not subject to those IRS limits every year based on age. So this is key. So this meant that Michael could write off 100% of the premiums like on a traditional pay-as-you-go plan, you could write 100% of those premiums off. He could um, do some deductions on an asset-based plan as well, too. So like the asset-based plan that I have, I can deduct the long-term care premiums. And what I mean by that is the the asset-based plan, think of them as a linked benefit, two buckets of money. Bucket one is is usually some kind of life insurance bucket. Bucket number two is going to be a continuation of long-term care. So if I use up my life insurance portion for long-term care, I'm going to have this unlimited amount of long-term care still coming in in my continuation. So that continuation in the long-term care part that's built into bucket one is the deductible part if the insurance company separates out those premiums. If they don't, the IRS will not let you deduct them because there's some kind of life insurance component that's coming back to you tax-free. But with asset-based plans, we can do that. So again, most of the traditional plans that you get out there that don't pay you back have ongoing payments. There's two companies out there that offer a 10-pay option, meaning I can pay this up in 10 years. It's very popular among business owners because they can write those checks, they can write 100% of those checks off and they can pay it out of the business and then the policy is paid up. So they can do that. And so that's where we had to start. We had to kind of look at the options and say, all right, Let's figure out a plan, and then let's figure out how to fund this plan and the type of deductions we can get. Now, we looked at the traditional plans, and we compared it to the asset-based plans, and the fact is, even though I can't deduct all of the premiums on the asset-based plan, Michael and Erica still ended up going with the asset-based plan because of the other features and the other benefits, and they're still going to get to deduct about two-thirds of the premium out of the business. I'm going to show you how we did that in a second. So here's what we did. We decided to, we're going to look at the asset-based plans, and we're going to figure out a benefit, and then we'll figure out how to fund it. Number one, we decided on $8,000 a month of benefit. That's per person. That's a lifetime benefit, which means they will never run out of long-term care insurance. So they each have $96,000 a year today starting out, and it's going to last forever. We also put a 3% inflation rider on that policy. And what that simply means is that $8,000, you know, 30 years down the road is gonna be worth $18,853 per month per person for life. And so that's gonna to continue to grow. Now, this particular company does something very unique in the sense that let's say they went on claim when they're, you know, at year 20, their benefit was $14,028. Well, they're on claim for five years. By the time they got off a claim, would be getting 16263 because that monthly or that annual benefit actually grows by 3% every year, even while you're on claim. So that's what I mean by inflation rider. We're growing the benefit amount to keep up with inflation. It's not tied to inflation. It's a guaranteed 3% growth. And again, unlimited lifetime benefits, that means they have unlimited lifetime concierge claim support. So that concierge claim is somebody that's assigned to them and their family to help them manage. And Michael's looking at it right now with mom, like, man, there's a lot of stuff to figure out here. And I'm like, exactly. That's where that concierge claim steps in. It's like, okay, where's mom at? She's been diagnosed with dementia. What's she doing with activities of daily living? What is the doctor? They'll get the medical records. They'll review those for you because they're going to say, look, this is probably where her dementia is going to take her. These are things we need to start planning for. You know, He's not getting that right now because they don't have that insurance. And so that's what this concierge service team is going to do for them. They also get home and medical equipment, $16,000 benefit there, $16,000 for caregiver training. And, again, that comes out tax-free, too. That means if you need to go buy a wheelchair ramp, put in some uh, stair lift, put in some grab handles, whatever it is, that money's going to come to you tax-free for you to do that, and you still get your monthly long-term care benefit. Zero-day waiting for home care, meaning they can turn that policy on. They don't have a 90-day elimination period. And then it's coverage in all 50 states. They're worried about moving. I said, look, yes, you're covered in all 50 states. You're covered in Canada. You're covered in all the territories of the United States. And you even have some international coverage. International coverage is going to be limited. It's not going to be the unlimited lifetime benefits, but you still have some. And the idea is that, yes, if you're traveling, you get in a train wreck, something like that happens, you need to get stabilized for a year or so in another country, you're still going to have some long-term care benefits. But when they get you back home, then your lifetime benefits will continue. If they don't use their plan, they're going to get $267,000 paid back to the estate. So day one, $8,000 per month per person, unlimited lifetime benefit, 3% growth on that policy. If they don't use their plan, $267,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. Now also remember, whenever you see that 267 paid back on these joint plans, it's a death benefit, a second to die, they simply pay that back minus any long-term care that is paid out. So if they never use it, 267 goes back. If just one person goes on claim and they only use $67,000 of long-term care and that's it, well 200 still goes back to the estate. So they're going to get $267,000 paid back one way or the other, either in long-term care benefits death benefit, tax-free, or a combination of two. Now, remember that asset-based plans are called linked benefits. So again, the insurance company is taking one benefit, in this case, some form of life insurance, and they're linking it with another benefit, which is long-term care insurance. And this is where a lot of people get confused because they hear life insurance and they think, oh, well, that's life insurance with a, a long-term care. I don't need that. I don't want the life insurance. It's like, that's not what this is. The life insurance is just there to get part of the premiums back to the people tax-free in a tax-efficient way, you have unlimited long-term care. If you're just buying a life insurance policy with a chronic care rider, it's a $500,000 death benefit. That means you can't use more than $500,000 of long-term care because it's all the death benefit is. And most of them only give you maybe 80 or 90% of that. Here we have unlimited long-term care. The death benefit is just saying, look, if you use less than 267, we're going to pay that difference back to the estate tax-free. Now if the insurance company separates out those portions for the life insurance and the long-term care writers that are connected together, guess what? We get to deduct the long-term care insurance and that's exactly what this company's gonna do. They're gonna do that so that means that we can get a deduction on the front end and because Michael is a C corporation, he can write off 100% of those premiums. He does not have to follow the IRS tables every year and be limited to those amounts. He can write off whatever the premium is in that given year right out of the business. So here's how we funded this for Michael and Erica. Year one, Michael and Erica will pay $74,549 out of their personal savings. That's going to be just what they're gonna write this check for. Now, they didn't have to do that. We could have spread this whole thing out over 10 years, but they decided they had the money and this was the most efficient way to do What they're really doing is that $74,000, they're just paying for the life insurance portion, which is gonna come back to them tax-free, so there's no deduction on that part, so we're gonna separate that out. Then they're also gonna contribute out of the business in year one, $38,000. So they're gonna put a total of about $112,000 into the policy year one, $38,000 is coming out of the business. That's 100% write-off for Michael, that $38,000. Then they will have nine annual payments. So starting in year two, they will have another payment for 22936 So just round that up to, say, $23,000. So they're going to put a total in of $206,000 in years two through 10. So just, again, one annual payment. But here's the key. That full $23,000 that they're writing every year, that's coming out of the business. The business gets to deduct 100% of that. So when you look at this, you're going to say their total premium payments are going to be $319,000 out of that $244,000 is being paid by the business. That's a business expense. Now, this policy, the way it was designed, you realize they're getting two sixty six back if they don't use it they're putting three hundred and nineteen in total. This is the way I design my own personal policy. I will put in more than the estate's going to get paid back, but i don't care because i've got the inflation rider on mine as well, too, which pushes the cost up a little bit, but also I get that tax write-off, and that's exactly what Michael's looking at. If you look at this and you say, well, that $244,000, I mean, he's going to have to earn close to $400,000 in order to net $244,000, right? That's, that's what he would have to earn. And if he just paid himself that $244,000 and didn't buy the insurance, he's like, well, a third of that's gone in taxes, too. So either way, it's going to save them a lot of money. And this is a very, very efficient way for business owners to get those tax write-offs, get a very robust policy. I mean, what I love about this policy is if you look at Erica, she's only 49, and you go out 40 years down the road, she's 89 years old. She has over $25,000 of long-term care insurance per month. I mean, over $300,000 a year coming in tax-free for as long as she needs it, and it's going to continue to grow by 3% every year. So this policy is just getting more and more and more leverage. So the downside is now they're gonna say, well, if they never use it, they only get two sixty-seven back, but that two sixty-seven comes back tax free, right? They put three nineteen in, they're getting two hundred and sixty-seven back tax free. Well, just do the delta on that. You know, that's that's basically about fifty thousand dollars. Well, that $319,000, if it was paid out to, the, to them as income, that'd pay a lot more than $50,000 in tax on that. So it's still a win-win-win situation for them. And what it really does for them is it gives them lifetime benefits, it gives them maximum tax deductions out of the business, which lowers the cost of this insurance. And guess what? They they they've got guarantees. They're going to get some money back either way. And the thing, nice thing about these asset based plans, if they went out and they got, you know, they've got two kids. If they go out and they get in an accident and they die tomorrow. That full death benefit two sixty seven is paid back to the estate, even though they've only put that hundred and twelve thousand dollars into the plan year one. So again, there's a lot of other benefits and a lot of moving parts to this these, this plan. Now, why didn't they do the traditional ten pay? Because a traditional 10 pay with the same benefit, lifetime benefits, $8,000 a month, 3% inflation was $44,000 a year. So they would have put $440,000 into the plan. And guess what? There's no return of premium on that plan. There's no money coming back to the estate. There's a 90-day waiting period to get the policy turned on. And it's a daily limit instead of a monthly limit, which makes it much more limiting when you're on claim. So for all those financial advisors out there and all of the other agents out there, I get emails all the time talking about, oh, that you know you're boohooing on traditional. I'm like, no, I'm just I'm going to tell you the facts. What would you rather have? And this is what this is. I mean, granted, he could have wrote the forty-four thousand dollars check every year out of the business and not come up with any of the money personally, but he's saying, look, I'll come up with seventy-five thousand to get two sixty-seven back tax-free. That's a no-brainer. And they've got a much more robust plan on top of that. So there are a lot of options out there. Okay, I went really long on this one. I know it. So I've got to squeeze in a quick break. Stick around. I'll be right back.
0: Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com.
2: Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage, tax-free, with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is
3: most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start. With 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to
0: 525LongTermCare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525LongTermCare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: All right, and we're back. And whoo, I'll tell you what, you, you get me talking about taxes and third grade math, and I get pretty fired up. And I know that was a really long client of the week. So I apologize if you were listening in the car and you got like 18 minutes into it and you missed it. Well, that's what the podcast is for. So, But anyway, the big takeaway today I just want you to really understand is that we've got options out there. We've got some ways to get some deductions on the front end, and we always go over that with our clients. And yeah, be honest with you. Most people that are retired, there's not a lot of deductions that they can do. One of the biggest tax advantages for retired people is they can take money out of an IRA in a lump sum and they can spread the taxes out over 10 years, but they're still paying the taxes on the money when they take it out of that IRA. So there's no, they get to spread it out and do a lump sum. So for the average retired person or the average employee, there's not a lot of tax deductions or ways to get discounts on the front side unless you have a health savings account. However, That being said, the real advantages of having long-term care insurance comes back to the fact that it's tax-free, right? It's tax-free when it comes back to that person. It doesn't affect their income. It doesn't start that snowball effect. And for those of you that don't know, if you're, you know, Washington State passed a capital gains tax, and we have a, it's, you know, in the Constitution out here that you cannot have income tax. Well, they're trying to get a workaround. They're trying to say capital gains tax is not income tax. So that's going to be kind of interesting, but they're pushing that. And you're starting to see a lot of these hidden taxes out there as well, too. And so what happens, it's based on income. Oh, well, we're only going to do it for people that make more than you know $400,000 a year. It's the way they always start, and then it trickles down. And so, again, that is one of the things where like life insurance, whole life insurance, where people use these policies and get cash value, and they pull that money back out. The reason why they're doing that is because they can bring that money back into their income as income back into their improving their quality of life without making a taxable event or pushing up their income and that's what long-term care insurance does as well too so hey i've got to get to work on another show i appreciate your interest again sign up for a webinar 525 longtermcare.com let us know any questions or concerns you have and download and subscribe to our podcast and i'm going to get to work and be back next week with another new show thanks so much
0: You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.
3: The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start. With 525 Advisors, 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to
0: 525LongTermCare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live
1: webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525LongTermCare.com.